Hello, and welcome to the Acting Notes Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things acting, from tips and tricks to business information. I'm your host, Justin Powell, and today we are going to be talking about the signs of a good acting class, how you can spot them so that you know the acting class you're in is one that is helping you grow. I'll explain. So, I think the acting classes are important for people of all levels to take, or if not a class, working with a coach specifically. You know, David Harbour, who is on Stranger Things, he's an actor who, I think by many many people's standards, you'd say he's made it. You know, he's on a hit Netflix, Netflix show, he's been the lead in movies, he's a name that people recognize. And yet he still goes to classes. He still works with the coach. And many of the A-list actors, the ones that you watch and think, I want to be up there, acting opposite them. Or maybe sometimes you think, I, I bet I could do that role. But they also go to coaches. Oftentimes private. But still, they're working on growing their craft, which is something we can always do. That's one of the most beautiful things about acting in a lot of ways is you can constantly keep growing. Your craft is constantly evolving as you evolve, as you gain a better understanding of yourself and the world around you. So too does your craft evolve. And class is a great place to explore, to take risks, to try new things in a safe environment, to learn. You know, we have to stay open, I think, as artists. We have to be sponges, learn and grow. So what are some signs of a good acting class? Well, one, I think you want a place that challenges you. You know, there's a quote that I really love, except for the fact that I'm realizing as I say this sentence, I don't know it by heart. So I guess I I like it as a friend, this quote. I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's essentially that, you know, whatever choice you make, you're going to be uncomfortable. So make the choice that helps you grow, at least. For example, you can choose not to eat healthy or choose to eat healthy. Both will make you uncomfortable, but one will probably make you more uncomfortable down the line versus uncomfortable in the present. Either way, there's some lack of comfort, right? We can't always... Comfort is a nice thing to have. But in order to grow, I think you need to be a little bit uncomfortable. It's a lot like weightlifting. You know, I I like to go to the gym. I'm not as prodigious as I used to be. I hurt my back a couple years ago, so I can't lift weights the same way. But before, when I was trying to build muscle, you, you constantly wanted to bring that muscle to a point of tearing the muscle fibers. So you had to go to failure. And that was painful. You know, that's at a point where you're trying to curl the barbell and you physically cannot move it up. But because you did that, the muscle would grow, right? It was only through that stress, that strain, that you were able to grow more so, that the muscle was able to grow. And it's a similar process for our acting. Now, we 
we do have to be careful a bit about places that challenge us. We want to make sure that they are, you know, challenging us in a healthy way. Because especially back in the day, and I'll get into this subject a bit more later, there was, and really probably still is, an energy in the industry towards actors and actresses where people who are directing them or who seem to have access to the places we want to get to, and this isn't everyone, of course, but there are those that abuse that power. Especially, it's it's so tough because as an actor, you're taught you need to be so open with your heart. I've preached that on this podcast. You need to be vulnerable. And there are some people that will consciously or unconsciously take advantage of that. And so there's different types of challenges, right? An acting teacher giving you a scene that taps into expressing anger, which is something that you're not very comfortable with. But then, you know, making sure you know that you can stop the scene whenever you'd like, that it's really your, that you're in control. You have your hands on the the steering wheel, so to speak. That's different than someone trying to stir up painful memories that you haven't processed yet to get you to that place of anger or insulting you in a certain way. Now, some people like that. I remember doing a film once where I was supposed to be in a fight with the girl I was opposite, and she asked me if I could say some mean things to her because it would help her get into character. And so I did to help her. She asked me if I wanted the same, and I said, no, I'm okay. Just different strokes for different folks, you know? But that was something that she felt comfortable with. So that's a part of it, too, is understanding your own limits. And I think even understanding how hard of a limit it is, you know, how set in stone it is, and also how you communicate that with the teacher. I think sometimes, especially when we're younger going into acting classes, we can feel like we don't have as much say. You know, we just have to do whatever they say. Whatever the teacher tells us to do, we have to do that, and we can't push back at all. We don't want to push back because maybe they'll see us as a difficult actor. But I think there's a way to do that that doesn't come across as disrespectful. This is something you can talk to them outside of class, perhaps, or even just ask them before the scene starts, can I have a moment to speak with you quickly? And just express your needs or maybe your fears, what you're worried about. I heard Hugh Jackman say in an interview recently how amazing it feels to walk into a set and be able to say, yeah, I'm feeling really nervous today. I feel nervous about my performance. Because a lot of times we don't want to say that, right? We want to seem cool, calm, and collected. But just by allowing that truth out there, it creates a much more vulnerable space where everyone can, you know, the person that responds to hearing that, if someone says to you on set, you know, I'm feeling kind of nervous today about my performance, A person that responds negatively to you, that's something going on with them. And I don't know if you want to work with them anyway. I think most of us, most people, I like to believe most people would comfort you in some way. You know, would be open with you. So we want a place that challenges us because it will help us grow. You know, as long as we're aware of our own boundaries and that they're not being 
crossed or that the person in charge is not pushing to cross them on a consistent basis. We also want to consider the kind of tools that we're gaining from this class, right? If you've done nothing but scene study classes your whole time since moving to a bigger market or just your whole time as an actor, you've done nothing but scene study, then maybe switch it up. Try some improv. Do some on-camera classes, some commercial, some more technique-based classes, Meisner, Hagen, uh, Method, Chubbuck. As actors, we need to have different tools, right? We need to be able to go do a drama and then shut off the audition camera, change clothes, come back and audition for the half-hour sitcom. They're both acting, but those are two very different styles, right? So the more that we can have a vast array of tools at our disposal, the better. I think something else that can tell you if you're in a good acting class or not is that you're not the best one there. Now that might seem kind of weird. And also, art is subjective, right? So maybe there are some days where you are the best one there. But that's the weird thing about this industry. is Sometimes you can be the very best actor and you still won't book the job. It's not always about that level, right? But if you find that consistently you are the best performer in that class, then why are you there? Is it really helping you grow anymore? Or did you kind of get everything you need out of that class and now it's just comfortable? It's just validation. And look, that's not bad. Sometimes that's a good thing. And we need that in our career sometimes. You know, if we're in a bit of a dry spell, it feels nice to be able to go to a place, do some work that we find meaningful, and have people tell us that they enjoyed it. That can be valuable. But I think it might be more valuable to push yourself out of that comfort zone and try someplace else. Start growing again. Even humble yourself a bit. I mean, that is a... Maybe those of you listening are already like, yeah, you should probably do that if you're calling yourself the best in the class. Of course, that's very true. Humility is always great. And again, it's not really a competition between... A competition is what I just said. Brilliant speaker. It's not really a competition between actor A and actor B, right? It's all... You're, you're going against the man in the mirror. The woman in the mirror. You're just trying to be better than you were yesterday. That's really the challenge. But if you find that you're not growing the same way, then maybe look for something else. A new class, a new challenge. Another good sign is that the class you go to isn't inherently therapy. A lot of classes can devolve into the actor or actress on stage starting to talk about very personal things that are going on in their life that they're struggling with that kind of came up in the work and I think that's okay of course first off 
I think that's okay. Of course it's okay. It's okay because we are dealing with emotions in a lot of our scenes and a lot of our work that we do, right? So, of course, these other things are going to come up for us. But if that's what it comes to every time, or more specifically, if the teacher goads it in that direction, you know, if they start asking questions about the person's recently deceased pet, and I'm trying to use an example that hopefully is not too uh, harmful to anyone out there. I'm sorry if I, I, if that is. But if they start trying to dig into that for your performance, you know, that's where I think it can be problematic. When teachers try to pull on the threads of a unresolved trauma that a lot of us have, in order to lend that emotion to the character, you might get a good performance out of it, but at the cost of the person's own mental health, own stability. And that's not really worth it because there are other ways to get these amazing performances. There just are. You know, again, I'm not trying to... I'm not putting myself on a high horse here. I have been in classes where I have been the one who began expressing the things that were coming up for me. And at the time, it felt right. But I think ultimately, a better thing to do is if you do feel that stuff coming up for you in the class, you know, if you have a friend in the class or maybe you have someone you can call, just take a step out of the room and call someone or talk to that friend. And just express things with them, you know. Because I think sometimes, too, we can get in this place of vulnerability and we just want to share with everyone these these true pains in our life. And then afterwards, when we kind of come down from that emotional high, if you will, we think, did I really just say that to everybody in class? Did I just tell everyone? And we can regret that. So... I think just having someone you could talk to outside of the class, or even if they're in the class and they're a friend that you can ask outside for a moment, you know, I think that's important. I think we need to focus more on the mental health of artists. That's something I'll probably be talking about in a future episode. I've kind of been looking into that a little bit. But another good sign or rather a sign of a good acting class, is that the actors that you are attending with are working. You know, you watch their work and you enjoy what they do, and they tend to be booking jobs. Now, the whole career is kind of up and down, right? Sometimes you will book amazingly for two straight months, and then you'll have four months where you book nothing. Or sometimes it can be even wilder. You know, it can be like a year that was really great, and then the next year, horrid. But ultimately, just see who tends to be booking. You know, that can be a sign. Again, it's not the only sign. Because the other thing, especially in L.A., I'm I'm not sure how it is in New York, but I imagine it's similar. You know, in L.A., you could walk past an acting studio, and when you book an HBO series, they will claim that you went there. So, (laughs) I've seen many, many occasions where an acting teacher will say, 
I remember I used to work with a fellow who constantly would tell us that the uh, teacher he had on hand had founded Jessica Chastain consistently. And he really phrased it like, as though she was hidden somewhere, as though she hadn't graduated from Juilliard and did a showcase from Juilliard. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess, you know, if this is the case, I don't know if it really is the case that the guy founded her, but even so, it's not, uh, it's not the craziest thing in the world. You know, I founded a pebble that was in a river. Who'd have thunk? Uh, it's a brilliant analogy, too. <laughs> I don't know if it was, but I enjoyed it. All right, so here's some of the signs we have so far, right? We have a place that challenges you, a place that offers you some different tools than ones that you're more prodigious in. I forgot to throw this out there, but audition technique, right? That's another uh, class that you can take. One where you're pushed to grow because you're maybe not the best every week. It's not just about validation. It's one where you're watching other actors who are booking that are doing good work that make you want to do better work. A class where, sure, your emotions are opened, but it's not therapy. It's not something where you have to tell your life story every time you go up. And then the number one thing to watch out for in a good class, in my opinion. It's always just my opinion. It's just the teacher. Is the teacher toxic? Because again, it, I think it used to be very much accepted that the teacher could kind of get away with anything in the classroom shouting and berating students. In some places, that's still the case. I remember at my acting academy that I went to, the conservatory, we had a, a student who was messing up their dance a little bit. He was 18. He was young. It was the second week we had tried this dance. And the teacher chastised him for it. And then, audibly enough for all of us to hear, said, You little fucker. And look, perhaps I'm just sensitive to that. But I think when you are going someplace to learn and you're trying to be vulnerable and trying to make mistakes, that's what we're so constantly told in classes, in the work, is you have to be free to make mistakes. Well, if, if you feel like any time you make a mistake, you're going to get berated and chided, it's going to make it tougher. And then what you're going to start doing is you're going to start just trying to please the teacher. Try doing acting in the way you think that they like it. And so it creates this negative mindset and this mindset that we do not want for the work or for auditions. Right? Because when you do auditions, you don't know what the casting director wants. And if you try to play that guessing game, you're probably not going to book the job. So I think a better place for the teacher is one where they can communicate their ideas, their philosophies on acting with you while still giving you agency to try things out. Now, my personal philosophy when I go to an acting class is I just kind of put my acting faith 
in that teacher for the whatever the process is. I just say, I'm going to commit to your philosophy fully for these four, six, eight weeks. And then afterwards, I'm going to reflect and I'm going to think, okay, what was really working for me in that? What wasn't working for me in that? What are the things I'm going to take with me on my journey? And what are the things I might leave behind? Because ultimately, I think these classes, especially ones that are technique-based, are just fruit for you to pick, to add to your own acting technique fruit salad. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was a horrible analogy, but I'm just going to go with it, I suppose. Ultimately, we have to, I think, create our own technique, and that technique is fluid. You know, it might not be the same for every role. In fact, it probably won't be. So we have to find different things that can help us out in different moments. Which is why, you know, another pet peeve of mine for a a bad acting class, really, is if the teacher operates under this idea that their technique is the only technique that actually works. And you hear this sometimes, and the way they degrade other techniques, or the way they will laugh towards other work. The fact of the matter is, there's so many different ways that we see the best of the best actors, or at least the ones who get awards and do work that tends to stir the soul of a lot of viewers. We see there's so many different ways they got into character or they got to that moment. Now, there are things that a lot of them have in common, of course, but the idea that there is just one simple process you have to do and then you'll be the best actor in the world is a is just a thing that will never really occur, sadly. It'd be great, right? But if a method like that existed, then why would anyone do anything differently? Again, ultimately, there's a lot of different ways to get into character, to create a truthful performance. You have to find what resonates with your acting instrument. You have to find the classes that will push you in a direction where you can stretch that acting instrument, where you can grow, where you can find new discoveries and new things that can keep you, that can help you give more truthful performances and do the kind of work that you want to do. So thanks for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. If you are in L.A., feel free to reach out on the Acting Notes Instagram or TikTok. If you are looking for classes to take, I have a list of some that I've taken or that I've had friends take that I'd highly recommend. And if you want that list, you can reach out to me again on Instagram or TikTok at The Acting Notes. And thanks for listening to the podcast. I so appreciate anyone who listens or shares. It's always lovely to see the growing numbers of podcast listeners, and it means a lot. You know, I really enjoy doing this, and without your support, I would not be able to. So thank you. Anyway, I'm Justin Powell. Have a good day. Peace.